0: This episode of the Tokunet podcast is sponsored by Tokulectables, CS Toys Japan, and the webcomic Red Belt. If you would like to hear your name or business at the beginning of the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet. And welcome to a very special episode of the Tokunet podcast. It's our 50th episode. Yay! (laughs) We need that. (laughs) So, for this episode, we're going to have a very nice chat with some of the editors of Tokunet. We are missing one. Rest in peace. No, no, not a rest in peace. But
1: Hope you're feeling better, George
0: Yes, hope you're feeling better, Thank George Yes,
1: we
0: love you Anyways
1: we, we don't respect you anymore, but we love you <laughs>
0: <laughs> We love to pick on it I think we can agree with that
1: Oh yeah Anyways It's a, like a policy thing with us editors So Sorry, sorry, go
0: ahead <laughs> I'll start picking on you, Cooney, I swear <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: sorry Sorry, Chief Charlie
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways So I'm joined by three special people. We have lead translator Cooney. Ginghamah. Yes. Hello. That was wonderful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Been wanting to do it for a while.
0: (laughs) We also have senior editor Tom. You're right, guys. That was good enthusiasm.
1: Nice contrast.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. And other senior editor, yes.
2: I don't know what to say now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. Save, save your energy, I suppose. And I'm the host, Nicole. I'm the editor-in-chief, and we're just going to have a nice, lovely conversation about Tokunet, about the editors, and just have a good time to celebrate the 50th episode and... By the time this comes out, it will be the six-year anniversary of Tokunet.
1: Who? Six years.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a long lot time. has happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, so speaking of six years, why don't we jump into introductions? So, how did you all get into Tokusatsu? Like, what was your first show that you watched? And I guess we can kind of talk about how Tokunet came about because you all are part of the the founding team, right?
1: It was such a long time ago.
0: <laughs> I Galaxy know.
1: Galaxy far, far away.
0: See, I'm the I'm the youngster out of all of you guys, as in like the newbie. And she's the
1: boss. We knew we needed new blood.
0: Yeah, yeah, nothing <laughs> wrong with that, you know, you know. But anyway, so Cooney, do you want to start?
1: Yes, yes, I uh, thank you. So, I mean, I've I talked uh, I've talked about this before, but uh, uh, my father is Japanese, so I've had contact with Japanese media from from. I mean, I lived in Japan for a while when I was like four, and back then, uh, I used to tape. Well, my father used to tape the shows. It, uh, Five Man was airing at the time, and Jetman. I remember very clearly that first scene with Radigate, showing his horrible face to the humanity, saying, we're going to conquer you and kill you. (laughs) And I remember having loads of fun with it. But because of... Well, I mean, it was back in the age... I mean, we're talking about Jetman. I have just aged myself there, dated myself. But anyway, um, I just had the tapes that remained, because we left many, uh, because they were BHA tapes, very bulky. And I used to watch them over and over, especially the five-man finale, that those two episodes, I know them by heart. But anyway... That used to be my my tokusatsu thing, but then around '94, Power Rangers started airing in Mexico. Cause I, I I'm half Japanese, half Mexican, and I lived in Mexico, so it was aired there. It was really a treat because uh, it looked so familiar, but yet so new, because it was a series that I hadn't watched. And I was like, I I have seen this. I have seen this. I used I told my brother about it. We just well, I got hooked on it then. My brother just, you know, went on his own path. But anyway, um, once the internet was uh, available to everyone, broadband was accessible, then I started watching other shows, by means I'm not going to discuss in detail, but yeah. (laughs) And here we are. I'm still, you know, loving it. And we decided to do something together so that we can spread that love to all, all the world but let's we'll talk about more, more about that later.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Tom, how did you get into Tokusatsu?
1: Well, when I was a wee nipper,
3: I lived in Singapore with uh, my family cuz uh, they had worked there and on TV at the time they were showing Jibam, the metal heroes show. Um so I had this vague That's a guess, a good show. Yeah, I have this vague memory of him standing next to his car. I got into Power Rangers as a kid, like, everybody, I was the target audience at that time. So, like, all my friends were into it, everybody had the toys and whatnot. I grew out of it, as you do with kind of kid stuff. And then I got back into it again randomly because uh, I found an episode of Kamen of Fives thinking that it was some kind of J-drama. And I was a teenager and just watching anime at the time, so I was like oh i should watch I should watch some j drama because that's how to get some extra otaku points, I suppose <laughs> and I didn't know what it was before the monsters started transforming, so that was a bit of a surprise
1: such a good series to start with
3: yeah, yeah, and it's a really good first opening episode as well from that point onwards, I started looking up other heroes and whatnot, and then discovered. That Jiban was the thing that I'd watched as a kid that I had a very vague memory of. And that's it really. And now I'm in Japan watching and
1: And occasionally appearing on it.
3: Occasionally appearing on it. Uh most recently so By the
1: time this is released.
3: By the time this would be released Will it be out? Uh Kamen Rider of Rare Wild Generation would have come out of the cinema. It would have grossed ten billion yen. Um <laughs> been extremely successful. Got a few Academy Awards. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely primed for some big ones. Uh and also because of there was such a good fan reaction online, they're gonna make a V cinema for the resistance members in the Magia mm. world. So I'm particularly looking forward to filming that. And, uh yeah. Yeah
1: But that's all information he, he he can disclose at the yep. moment. Yeah.
0: Yep. This is all future speak.
1: <laughs> well, uh... Exactly.
0: <laughs> just so you all know, yeah, this is joke.
1: <laughs> just, just look out for a resistance member with with a fish's hat, and you'll know what we talk about.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. He he's a very special resistance member to all of us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we will leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> yes what about you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I had a lot of fun. I had a gun and I got to do lots of gunfight things. <laughs> uh, also I should I should point out I work as a translator in Japan now, and I also work as a stuntman in movies. Yeah. So I should have said that before the movie thing. But yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> I
0: think I think we got it, yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey, done this. I'm done. <laughs> Next
2: person please. <laughs> oh, me. Oh. Yes, that's you. <laughs> um, so like I mean like most people I got into Tokusatsu through Power Rangers and like Tom I was like sort of in that target age range when it first came out uh, so I was obsessed with it for a long time I think up until maybe early high school I think uh, then I kind of lost track of it uh, at some point I realized I learned that it was not American and I was like, What? That freaking blew my mind. And I remember looking it up online and seeing uh Die Ranger. Well at least a picture of Die Ranger. And being very confused why the White Ranger was in a group of other heroes that did not look like the Power mm, Rangers. That didn't look familiar. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's like when my world shattered a little bit. But then also oh, I was God. like but but then I like I started researching a bit more. Uh, but at the same time, at that point, it's like the late '90s, so I, it's not like information was readily available. Um, so it wasn't until probably midway through college that I randomly stumbled upon a video uh, that had a bunch of stuff. Like it was a mixed video of like stuff from different Sentai movies, and that's when I was like, oh right, this is from Japan. Let me look this up, and I just. It went from there, and that's when I started to get into, like, Kabuto and fies and Bokenger and all that stuff, and I really haven't stopped since.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that was such a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all just, we all have our introductions, and it's so addicting, tokusatsu, in general.
2: It's that first few months where you mm-hmm. just want to binge everything.
1: At yeah, it, everything is new, everything is different, and...
2: Yeah, and you just, you're just you just absorbing all of this information and content.
0: Yeah, oh, that's such a nice time. We kind of, I kind of wish I could go back to that sometimes, you know?
1: But how did you find out about it, Nicole? You haven't told us.
0: Oh, well, I think I've talked about it on one of the podcasts that we've done, but... I, just as anybody in the US, I did watch Power Rangers. I think I was still a little too young compared to like the target audience, but I do have very, very strong memories of loving Mighty Morphing Power Rangers and watching a little bit of Zio and Turbo, I think is when I finally started to kind of like drop off. But I I just, I adored power Rangers so much. So then later on in life around I don't remember what time in college, but I came across um some videos of Gokaiジャー when it started airing. And I was like, "Oh my god, like
1: oh, Gokaiジャー."
0: Yeah, that's a very popular introduction for a lot of newer Toku fans, and that was my way in because I saw them transforming into like all of the what i thought were power rangers and i was like oh my god
1: was literally a sampler mm-hmm.
0: yeah 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 so i was like oh man i remember all of this and then i just deep dive found out you know super sentai and kamen rider and then it just spiraled out of control from there
2: was that confusing at all like discovering go kaijer and then seeing them transform into like so many suits in one episode
0: yes to me, that was really, tra- like, really really weird. And especially mm-hmm. because they would transform into suits like Jetman and before. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't recognize that. But because mm-hmm. it was so new, I was like, okay, I'm going to research everything. Because like, yeah. I got into Tokusatsu while Gokaiger was airing. So eventually yeah. I was able to catch up and fo- kind of follow along. You know, still being like the first real tokusatsu thing i watched it was still i didn't pick up on the subtleties as i would now re-watching mm. it um but it was still really exciting i think that's what a lot of people can say about if they started with gokaiger it was really exciting to watch them
1: transform
0: mm. into these heroes and do cool things and yada yada so that was my introduction to tokusatsu
2: it's interesting that a lot of people get into tokusatsu or get back into it around college years?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it, it's it's not embarrassing anymore. Because I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, I continued watching, and I had many friends that continued watching Power Rangers, even though we were like in sixth grade. Yeah. But by then, it's not cool anymore. So we, I remember we used to have code for, for talking about them. Yeah, so that other people wouldn't notice, but it, and and it's part of the enjoyment and the charm that it has. That, yeah, because it's so flashy and so toyetic. Mm-hmm. and it it's just you know a way for you to, you know, just you know, leave your uh, uh, adult worries a bit behind and you know being back to going back to being a kid again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, when I was in college, I went to a school that was very like tech focused um and growing up as a girl who likes like these kind of nerdy things i was always like bullied and stuff like that so i kind of hide it and just Mm. stop watching power rangers and stuff and even Mm. pokemon i fell out of like that kind of stuff for a while i fell out of but as soon as i got to college and i was just you know allowing myself to be nerdy that's when i could explore and find tokusatsu and just completely obsess over it i swear to god i went Nuts! You could not stop me from talking about these shows oh, to my friends. We're literally
1: binging on it, yeah. Because well, mm-hmm. you were deprived of it so so for so long.
0: Yeah, because I was like, oh my god, I used to watch like I used to watch similar things as a kid. Remember Power Rangers, you guys, mm-hmm. and everyone would be like, oh whatever. But I'm here, like, oh my god, and I just I watched as much as I could, and yeah. I still, though I don't regard like Go Kaiser as my favorite Sentai. I still have very fond memories of it being an introduction to Tokusatsu.
2: Yeah, like I have the same thing with Bokinja. Like it, yeah. it's it's not my favorite and a lot of people don't like it, but it was the first one that I ever saw. So I was like... That's... No, you
1: happy. I mean, you end up treasuring it because it it's just that, I mean, the excitement we talked about, everything was new. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The impact it left in you.
2: And then you get to the point where you're just watching stuff like all the time. Like I remember watching like at the campus library like i think it was mass uh mass writer the first How oh the yeah i remember watching that for the first time on a campus computer <laughs>
0: oh, God. yeah yeah
2: my mind was blown and then like ha- an hour in i was like man this is boring and then, like an hour <laughs> after, after that i was like oh this is awesome again <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god, that's so funny! Because I used to do that too. Like I would go into the computer labs while I was working on whatever assignments, and either I'd be taking a break and I'd like sit down and watch these shows, or I'd like kind of play them in the background, even though I didn't understand Japanese at all at that point. But I, it's still fun. It's still yeah. so much fun. Yeah.
2: yeah, Tokusatsu was a procrastination tactic for me in college <laughs> for
0: sure relatable so so <laughs> relatable on that one and i swear it it used to be like the only conversation i could hold with a person even if they were unwilling to listen which <laughs> yeah which was nice when communities started really popping up like forms and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, which segues into why don't we talk about how you guys met and how Tokunek kind of came together.
1: Tom, why didn't you start? It was a cold, stormy night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cold, stormy night.
3: And I would sing, England, so it was a cold, slight drizzle night. (laughs) I was wearing (laughs) grey. Forty Towers was playing on the TV.
0: Oh my god.
3: (laughs) Um... I think we we all kind of got to know each other on a forum, and yeah. we talked about this a bit earlier, but I didn't join that forum until Kabuto was airing, which was 2007, roughly. Mm-hmm, somewhere around the that. Sixth, yeah. yeah. So that would have been the first time that, at least with you two guys, that we spoke.
2: Yeah, I think that was us three and George, I think.
3: Yeah, so we've known each other like twelve, thirteen ish years at this point. <sighs>
1: yeah, it's wow. been a while—good
3: long time, yo.
1: Damn. I don't remember much of what. I mean, I remember what we did, but I remember how how we, you know, came to hang out with each other. I mean, because I mean, we we used to do news for that for that uh, forum as well. We did fan subs for a while. I guess that was it, right? The fans, I mean, people that met through the fansubs we were talking, decided to do our own thing. Yeah. Paul, I just, who was there as well, and who we met there, Yeah, you know, invited us to do this thing six years ago. Six years ago, God. I know, <laughs> right? I yeah, that was,
2: yeah, that's when we kind of started all talking on, like, Facebook, trying to figure out what we wanted to do and what we what we wanted to build. Uh, and uh, yeah, Mike Dent was with us too. He was one of the founders.
1: Shout out to Mike Dent. We love you. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mike. I remember...
3: <laughs> no, because my my conversation was about to also include Mike. Um, I remember talking to Paula about news and stuff, and I think we were just like talking every day just about stuff. And mm-hmm. I think I had said something, and she said, like, do you know what? I'm having almost the same conversation with Mike, then we bring him in, and we brought mm-hmm. him in, and there was the three of us talking. And then I think Yaz was next.
2: Yeah, because you and I were also talking about, like, we want to make, we kind of want to do something that, you know, sort of, not streamlined, but, you know, have, like, standardized kind of way of so Have a presenting. process,
1: have a standard, yeah, do things yeah. right so that people could get, you know, correct, timely information.
2: So it ended up being like we were having like five conversations amongst six or seven of us.
3: Yeah, and so we had, uh, yeah, and then you invited Yaz, and then I invited Cooney, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and it just yeah, kind of went true. from there. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, it, but like there was like a month where we just talked every day about stuff, and we hadn't yeah. organized Developing anything. It, yeah. yeah, we hadn't done anything, and then we were like you know, fuck it, we should just make our own website. And we're like, yeah, it'd be really fun and stuff, and like, not too seriously. And the true story is, is that Paula got drunk, and she bought mm-hmm. the domain name, and that is officially how access Network started, because Paula got drunk.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Paula as well, our first editor in We love you, Paula as well.
0: Yes, Paula Gatos, thank you. You. Uh...
1: Thank you, yes. She, she brought us together in there, she was a catalyst because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she yeah, headed this ship and it was hard to because to, 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 yeah. it was like Tsuruhime I mean she has said it it was like Tsuruhime and the goofballs just goofing around
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right
1: oh it was it was crazy yeah the founding members were Paula, Yas, Tom, George Michael and I Michael we remember you very fondly as well yeah, yeah Ma- Michael, Michael Pang wherever you are
0: yeah, yeah. Well, what then was... it
1: started. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was about to ask more about what the first year was like. So please continue with where uh, you were going.
1: Mm. Well, it's just. I mean, we we don't have any. Didn't have any background on journalism or anything. Paula was the one who had a, a better idea of how how to do things. But mostly the communication until uh, like about a year. Uh, after we we started was on Facebook, uh, correct me, guys, if I'm wrong.
3: It was all Facebook Messenger. Uh-huh. And it was one chat. It wasn't even multiple chats.
1: Yeah, we, we wanted to do show reviews. We did Zubat to start with. That was an ordeal. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun, but I mean it was not the correct show or the correct way is, to do it. And then we just uh uh-huh. That is not
2: that is not a first episode that he do.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: but that it was
3: the format, right? It was because you were trying to do one episode per podcast, was it?
1: No no no. We did it <laughs> I thought we just did it all in one. We decided to do it after we we because we were rotating reviews Of each episode, but as articles. Right. And everything just got too monotonous, and every show was the same.
2: Yeah. So then we said, why don't we just do a podcast?
1: I always just said, fuck it, and let's do it on podcast. And then we vented about how much of a chore it was to write every single episode review, (laughs) (laughs) etc. You know, teething problems, it was a really, uh, you know, uh, enriching educational process as well. Now that we... I mean, because we... We got uh, feedback from from the readers and mm-hmm. we found out what worked, what didn't. The podcasts were a really nice uh, space in which we could, you know, uh, share ideas be- among us, not only with the listeners and the readers. And it's been a learning process since then. And it's, it's a continuous learning process. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It still continues to be that way. But I really think, you guys, over time, have set a pretty good foundation. At least when I came in to become editor in chief, I really can appreciate how much work you guys put in to set that foundation.
3: Well, we had a pretty good beginning, to be honest. I mean, because before we even published the first article, we published like a an about a like hello, I'm this person like an
1: announcement. Thing.
3: Yeah, like mm. this is us. Uh huh um you might know me from this
2: username or whatever and we actually had quite a lot of people going oh awesome because it was like it was like we, we were all from different kind of we had our own thing going like different corners of the fandom kind of mm-hmm. so we all just kind of came oh, together yeah. for tokenet it felt like people were so excited about it at the time. i don't know if this is just a, like my perception of it but it seemed like everybody was pretty excited about it i it definitely felt like
3: <laughs> I don't want to sound so pompous But I felt like we had already made a rapport Before we started Because pe- right. people had known us for years At this point Because As we said, we've been in the fandom As
1: community members,
3: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
3: Nearly 10 years before that point So when we said we were going to yeah. do it People were like, oh, cool You know, it's guys that I like Doing something, I'm going to support it
1: So we already had Kind of a, a good foundation Right from the get-go one thing I do want to mention is that we we from the start we uh, made it a policy to avoid drama as much as possible, mm. and I think it was just a you know a chemical reaction what we had because it's always been like this and and uh, it's always been harmonious it's always been civilized and and we are still friends and there have been not not no nasty Twitter fights <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like yet. that not and yet. I oh, think that reflects on what. <laughs> there are a couple and i think that reflects on the on the content and and how much we have grown and before i mean i i know how how you know mutual backslapping y sounds all this we are saying but we're just reminiscing on how far we have come it's been hard and well not there's people that doesn't like us there is people that prefers other outlets and that's completely fine but we just wanted to share how it has been the 6 years thank you of course for for reading us or watching us or listening to us Yes, of course. But yeah, it, 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 I I can assure you, it's not as complacent as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. I think this
2: whole journey has been sort of a humbling experience because suddenly, you know, whatever you do, like so you're going to get feedback, and someone's you're gonna you're gonna learn what you've done wrong, or you know, maybe you could have done something this way, reported something that way, getting this kind of information this way or whatever. So we've especially that first year it was it was a huge learning curve for us even though we've all had experience in it we still had like to figure out our our tone our standards what mm-hmm. type of news we wanted to report on how we wanted to report on it format like all that stuff formatting and everything so that first year was uh was very interesting it's something that i think most people when they create a website like this go through Cause you gotta you gotta go
1: through like the, the growing pains of it all. I yeah. mean, it was a mess, but it was a good mess, I think. Because I, oh, it, totally. admittedly, it is a mess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I have to say, for at least my knowledge of the Tokusatsu sites that were doing similar things at the time, you guys definitely more quickly established the credibility. At least from the from I see as an outsider, which I did know about Tokunet when you guys were starting up. Um, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really start following until maybe 2016 yeah a couple years after so I think the processes that you and the rest of the founders went through to create those standards though it was tough and it really was a growing pain process it
1: did, did you out. imagine that you would end up being editor in chief?
0: No, absolutely <laughs> not. Are you kidding me? I was just a normal Toku fan that was like, oh man, these TokuNet people are like doing really cool things. I love their interviews. Like, I was just like any like typical fangirl of the site. I gotta be honest, I was a total fangirl of the site. And I would talk about like, oh man, did you guys see the article that TokuNet did? Like, this was way before I ever got involved. No, that's lovely. Yeah, like, I was really, I really was like, I can't believe the quality these guys are doing because you guys were providing such good, credible information, steering away from rumors, you know, like, creating content that wasn't really being created at the time. So that's just my little fangirl rant.
1: (laughs) Much appreciated. Of course. course. Humbly accepted. I need to clarify. It may sound like insurance, but people, I assure you, this is not only just, you know, backslapping each other. I I can assure you it's not. Yeah. But that brings us to the next uh, topic. I mean, how do you think tokenet, well, I mean, there have been changes that people have noticed, people that have been with us since the beginning, but how do you think it has changed, uh, Tom?
3: Um, we went from five members to, like, (laughs) 20, I guess.
1: To start with, yeah.
3: We've had lots of wonderful people join us. Um, some are still with us from early times. Um, some have left, some, like, got busy or just, you know, in general. Um, Mm. because a lot of, some people get confused and think that, um, we get paid. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we make money
3: out of this yeah because yeah. I've seen people say get kind of angry that like we've done job like we post on Twitter like oh we're looking for an editor mm-hmm. but it's a non-pay position and people get really angry about it and we're like yeah we're in the red every year running this website mm-hmm. we pay money to mm-hmm. do the hosting yeah. and you know buy equipment and all this kind of stuff
0: as the person who maintains the spreadsheet yes you are correct <laughs> <laughs> All our money does go towards hosting, equipment, like getting things done for the site, Mm -hmm. content, etc. Whatever we need. And I use my own personal money to at least give gifts to you guys because it's the very, very least I can do for my members to thank them. Because we... I still, to this day, can't believe how hard everybody works. I know I started out as a contributor just like everybody else and worked my way up and tried to work my butt off to impress you all. But it's still crazy to see how many of our members just work their butt off all the time to keep things running, you know?
3: Yeah. Um, much like other kind of businesses now, we have... we. Uh our group chat is all in Discord. And some days I'll mm-hmm. wake up mm-hmm. and like the main hashtag main chat, which is where we talk about articles, there'll be like 30 or 40 messages.
1: Um, yeah, and I'm like, messages. oh God,
3: bloody hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we have such a specific coordinating process when it comes to releasing articles, getting the news out, um, creating content, etc. So we really... If you were, if someone listening were to ever become a staff member, they would see their Discord notifications just go crazy all the time because we're always doing something. If we're not, you know, working on articles or content, then we're just chatting at the same time, which I think that's what I appreciate the most about our team. And I think we just have such a strong bond with each other, even though there are quite a few members. <laughs>
3: It is nice. We Everyone's cool. I really like our group. Everyone chats a lot. Everyone's friendly. And we can have any kind of conversation without any drama. Always. Which I know a lot of discords fall into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It helped that you guys established that early on. Because we were able to carry those kinds of rules. Because basically, when we look at some of our internal documents, like the staff handbook that we basically give to our staff starting out um Mm -hmm. and we tell them you need to follow this or you're out because we just we we don't want drama we don't want negativity Mm -hmm. and we want people that are really excited about togasatsu and want to spread the word through working with us so i think we have a really nice community here
1: One one change I think that was most noticeable. I mean, every time I look back, is for example, we we started doing leaked scans and leaked catalogues and <laughs> interviews from from magazines, translating them and just taking pictures of the magazine and putting them out. And I think that's the the other big uh, policy that we had mm-hmm. that we created afterwards after noticing and realizing what. The, what difference we wanted to make and the the kind of content we wanted to to bring was uh, avoiding that. Uh, many, I mean, it's all about copyright and stuff. But you know, piracy is an enemy of of what we like to watch and and see and do etc. I, I, I it may sound quite hypocritical since I I well I'm not sure if I can use that the p word that lit, that liberally, but well, it's it's better to do it the right way. And, yeah. and uh, it it, it can it, it's it's better at contributing to, for example, bringing the the shows into into different markets. All the shout factory releases, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. were because they they saw a a market there. But the only way to see a market is to to, I mean, make it accessible, of course, but also avoiding doing it uh, through, Ill- uh, you know, um, yeah, illegitimate means. So I think that's a message we want to put out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think. You guys figuring that out over time and strengthening the policy on it, I think that's what's made Tokunet as respected. At least when I was viewing it as the outsider, like I was like, oh man, you know, these guys really know their stuff and they're getting it from credible sources, usually firsthand sources or at least straight from company websites or whatever. Um, And I think that's a policy that is kind of the core of Tokunet, and I don't Mm. ever, I really don't ever see that changing, and I think it's not to toot our own horn, but I do think having that kind of policy does help bring more legitimacy to tokusatsu in general in the West, to say that we have this fandom, this community that wants to support tokusatsu legitimately and they do things Mm. like go out and find news articles or go out and interview people so
1: which is the other half of the point i wanted to make i guess that i mean us being in japan uh we we wanted to to take make we take advantage of it as much as possible we are you know uh, abnormally understaffed here for what we what we are trying to do But what we have managed to do, I think, has been good. I think uh, people have liked it. We wish we could bring more in in a more, uh, you know, constant uh, way. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But uh, just, uh, yeah, know that that, that's what we strive for. And we hope that you have liked what we have. And that uh, we are making an effort to bring you more.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that we do have kind of... It's a small but extensive Japanese team. So, for instance, you, Kuni, and Tom are part of that Team Japan. George is part of Mm -hmm. it, too, because he's out there right now. Um, And we have several members that help contribute that either just 100% speak Japanese or speak Japanese and a little English or they can Mm -hmm. act as translators. So we have a variety of members that help out there as much as possible to secure interviews, help with translating, you know, getting press releases, going to events and covering them. So it's, I don't think people understand how much work, goes into that and especially when Tokunet was starting off, I'm still surprised by how much you guys did back in the day then because it's knowing the process of getting interviews and etc. It's so difficult.
1: It was
2: kind of a all hands on deck kind of thing on like mm-hmm. multiple fronts, really. So everybody was kind of doing multiple things at a time, both here and in Japan. Yeah,
0: it feels like you guys in the beginning, and I think we still kind of do this, but we all kind of wear like multiple hats and we like to, we like to, you know, hone in on our strengths, but at the same time, try to contribute in other ways to keep the site, you know, interesting and fresh.
2: True. But at the same time, we, because we've grown like the amount of people that are a part of Tokenet, we're able to sort of not overburden people. Mm-hmm. With things. so like uh, tasks are spread out fairly evenly throughout the team, so that that helps relieve stress a lot and <laughs> amongst
1: yeah
2: our team
0: yeah um, I think that's probably one of the biggest changes that mm-hmm. has happened to Tokenet is being able to do that with growing the team and having people that do specific roles that help out tremendously
2: yeah um. Also, the type of content that we've done has changed over the years. Like, Tokusatsu in general has sort of expanded quite a bit. At least in the West, it's expanded Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, So there's a lot more to report on. And Mm -hmm. our site has kind of reflected that. Um, But we've also done collabs over the years. Like, now we have podcast partners. Yeah. With, like, you know, Writer Love Podcast. Shout out to Dan, our editor. Yeah, we love you, podcast. Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi Dan. Hi Dan. Thanks Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have like Toku Ladies podcast, Super Senpai podcast. So it's 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 something that we... It was one of our ideas when we first started Tokenet was to, you know, incorporate the network part of that. <laughs> name. Exactly,
1: exactly. Make a network out of yeah, it. Yeah,
2: and we were slowly getting to the point where we can do that a bit more. And having uh, podcast collabs, uh, partners has been... One of those things that's been cool to see incorporate into our website over the years.
0: Yeah, I like that we really are taking the network part of it and taking it kind of more literally to promote the community. Because Mm -hmm. really, the tokusatsu community, at least in the West, it's nice to highlight people doing cool things. You know, like how we had our artist feature and we've had our cosplayer features. Just to show that, this community really is thriving, you know? And maybe that tells Toei or whomever that, wow, there's actually quite a a unique community out there.
1: So let's bring this, let's bring that.
0: Yeah, I guess that was the original goal, if I could think of it, of why a community focus was important to everybody.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, since we're talking about changes over the years are there any former or current members that you guys can identify that have really made a difference in Tokunet? i know i have a few off the top of my head that i could talk about but what about you guys
2: yeah, so many because <laughs> <laughs> i mean there has been a lot of people who've you know come and gone i mean one of the founders is mike and he helps us a lot especially with the design of the uh
1: that logo that we use yeah is the logos his. that's his
2: I mean, mm-hmm. yeah he created that
0: and that um, logo is just like timeless to me I love it
2: yeah <laughs> it's a great logo
0: yeah
2: I mean we definitely need to mention Michael Pang who was one of our also one of our first translators along with mm-hmm. Cooney and Tom like they were a part of that yeah
1: team. he was uh, also a news hunter yeah he was lurking in. To Chan gathering information, and that's how actually that he was the first uh, contact. That Fuji, one of the, the I mean the the um, the sub editor in chief here in Team Japan, Fuji. Uh, well, he sometimes listens to the podcast. nano which uh, is He well they they knew each other without knowing who they were. I mean, like only by handle names, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they used to share like insider information and rumors and stuff. I mean, back back when we still did it, and and that's something that we still talk about. Uh, and and many of our pipes do give us access to to a bit of early information. But I mean, it's making that difference, you know, releasing it only when it's supposed to be released. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. But uh, yeah, I mean, he they were they were both instrumental to to giving us the the base to to start this, and of course Paula being. the the captain of the ship when it first sailed. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about it. Also, she was the one that made it clear that a policy of, you know, being nice and being welcoming, being uh, conciliating, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: also being professional and being, uh, you know, have a standard, uh, be legitimate. Yeah, she was um, uh, much of a moral compass for the group as well. So I think, yeah, without their help and without their work, we wouldn't be doing this. The sign mm. would not be what it is. And we would not be, you know, uh, having this nice conversation about it.
0: Yeah, right? God, we definitely have them to thank, for sure.
1: Tom, what about you? Um, I'm
2: going to be cheap. I'm going to pick everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... It's got everybody's contributed like so much to the website over Mm -hmm. the years, so it's hard to like really pick people who have super impacted it because, yeah, yeah, everyone has somehow,
0: yeah, you're absolutely right. Former and current members, they really keep this website going and have done so much for us. I know, like, current members, I can give a shout-out to, like, Malinus. I love him. I appreciate you, Mal, so much. I know you're going to listen to this at some point. But...
1: <laughs> I really like seeing his his art projects on the Random channel. Yes, me
0: keeping too. Keeping us up with them. I really love his work. Same with Hedge, our graphic designer. He does really good design Thank you, and Hedge. artwork. Makes oh, of sense. course I know. Thank you for everything you do. Um. And Ryan, who kind of has taken over as our social media person, but also writes up articles, which, as the person who used to do both of those, that is really time intensive and hard to juggle. Oh, yeah. So well, I, I really that. appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's tough. I can't believe the things that our members voluntarily sign up to do.
1: We cannot thank them enough, and I I, I am surprised every time because I uh, due to my day job. um, I am not. Uh, I cannot be as engaged in into the news writing and stuff as I as I probably as I want. And every time I see the Discord channel, and I see just a well old uh, machine working, because all, the, all of its parts, all of its members, uh, well, you just have to do a, a, such a great job. I really want to take this opportunity to to personally thank them. As someone who probably doesn't contribute as much as they do at the moment, it's really assuring to see such great work being done thank you very much to each and every member of tokenet
0: yeah yeah i really i really second that because we all we're all you know our roles have become more overseeing and making sure everything Mm kind of gets coordinated in different areas um so I really appreciate the members who kind of do the groundwork for everything. I know occasionally I'll hop on to write some articles if need be, but I, I'm in the same boat where I, I can't contribute as much because I'm coordinating other things like making sure our budget is okay and keeping on top of the videos that we're producing and etc. So I really can't thank this team enough everybody that has joined the team everybody that's currently on the team the people who have left the all have made a wonderful impact on tokenet that's for sure
2: we should have a pokey rap with all the names of the
1: token. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great
0: oh my god i <laughs> oh i don't even know if i could sound <laughs> anywhere cool as the poker rap would be you know oh my god oh I love that poker rap, though. <laughs> Who doesn't? Anyways.
3: Absolutely.
0: So, for you guys, are there any memorable moments that you guys can speak of from being a part of Tokunet? Like, for me, I talk about this all the goddamn time, but when I interviewed Ren, that's, like, the one of the most memorable moments I can think of, of being a part of Tokunet and getting that opportunity, the fact that we could just... Interview the best common writer ever, in my opinion. That's <laughs> not opinion. In my opinion. I'm that's kidding. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention like uh Japan World Heroes as a whole, like the uh, mm-hmm. first year that we went, because uh for me at least that's the most amount of tokenet members that I've met at one time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Nicole, myself, George, Paula Tony you, was there.
0: Yeah, Tony was there. Tony, Tony was
2: there. Was there. Uh, Squall was there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I feel like I'm missing someone, and I feel bad about
0: Josh that. Josh was there, but he wasn't an official member by then. He was kind of like a guest contributor at the time.
2: But he helped out. Uh, yeah, him and actually, I don't think Tony was even a part of Tokenhead at that time. No, no, he wasn't.
0: no, not at the time. But he, you know, he contributed. They both previously. helped out the time. <laughs> yeah yeah they really did they really did they just weren't like quote-unquote official members but to us they were like unofficial you know yeah
2: but yeah like like you know going around that whole con and doing interviews like that was also really fun especially Mm -hmm. like especially if you got to interview someone that you've like really wanted to talk to like for me it was uh hirofumi Fukuzawa. like Mm -hmm. i i could not believe that i was able to interview and he and he was awesome
0: yeah, um, right. It was
2: also funny being intimidated by Ben, uh, ben Furia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so cool. Ho- He's so cool, but, like, at one point, I was like, oh, man, am I going to screw up this interview? And I thought I was. And, yeah, there was a whole thing where, like, there was a mix-up with timing. And I was like, oh, man, I hope I don't piss off Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, the like, aside from that, like, the most, like, at, at least for that con specifically, it was just fun being able to hang out outside of that because we've had a few dinners there and everything, and it was really mm-hmm. fun just to get to talk to everybody in real time and stuff. It was really fun. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. The,
1: the thing I was most envious about, <laughs> everybody just hanging out. I know.
0: You guys in Japan were like, oh, man.
1: But then when, uh, what was
2: it? I mean, this year, you guys, a lot of y'all got to hang out in japan yeah and yeah I was, we did it was my turn to be envious I was like,
0: oh. <laughs> yeah you know i had me bumming around japan so i figured we should all get together you know <laughs> oh it man. will
1: happen it will happen give it time it will happen yeah we'll, yeah. we'll
0: all get together we'll definitely that'd make cool. a, a big editors meeting or yeah. hang out time we'll all go to karaoke or something
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that'd be so much fun
2: uh i remember back in our facebook days when george and i confused the whole team as far as changing our names oh god
1: <laughs> don't even oh, oh god. Yeah. I love no that story, please though.
0: please explain yes because it's it such, such a good an story an
1: annoying thing oh god uh
2: so yeah this is back in our facebook days and um we had a few i think we had a couple members that were new i think uh michael nixon had just joined um but it was around the time of george's birthday so I don't remember why, but he, I think he changed his name to my name. <laughs> and I was oh like, why? And he's like, I don't know. It's just random. You should change. So You should stupid. change your name to mine. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And he was pestering me for like half a day. And I was like, all right, fine. And then I changed my name and I was like, oh, this is fun. This is funny. And then, you know, we get into the chat and we're answering as each other and, It was was chaos. It was chaos because when stuff needed to get done, they would ask the wrong person. It was like, "Uh, when you say George, do you mean, and we just forget the whole (laughs) thing. But it bit us in the ass later on because maybe like a few days later we're like, oh, that was fun, but I kind of want to go back to being uh, my name because, you know, I'm tired of people messaging me like, why did you change your name to Jorge or George? (laughs) I was like, all right, I got to change it back. And I went to change it and it's like, Oh, you can't change for
1: three months. (laughs) So then George and I were stuck with each other's names for three months. (laughs) Then they were the ones annoyed. I mean, in hindsight, it is hilarious. It's hysterical. But there were some times in which we were genuinely annoyed. Oh, yeah. And George and I were loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they loved it. That's the worst part. Robin really enjoyed it. Uh, that prank because he was in on but it, but that's even because though... he's such a being of light. Yeah, on oh the fluffy is. and clouds. Yeah. We love you, Robin.
0: We should have we should have mentioned him earlier, but he is the pun master of TokenNet. <laughs>
1: yeah, he is a those puns I they really can lighten up my day though.
0: Yeah, they're great. They they make everything so much better. And of course, me and him have conversations about like, "Oh, what skincare products should we try next?" and stuff like that. <laughs> I, <don't know.
2: laughs>
0: I enjoy myself, but Oh. oh, man. oh. Cooney or Tom, do you have anything like super memorable you guys want to talk about?
3: Uh, recently, um, there was a bit of a typhoon in Japan. Oh my god! And so me, <laughs> me, and Nicole was visiting Japan at the time, and Tony was stuck in my apartment for like two days together. <laughs> um, that was pretty fun.
0: That it was, was uh, fun. It
3: wasn't even two days. It, it was three days because it started Friday. Yeah. And then we, oh, yeah, you're right. We didn't go out until Sunday. Yep. By Sunday morning, it completely cleared up, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Sunday also oh. happened to be the day of uh, Max's wedding. He's also one of our oh, members.
1: Yeah. Still can't believe that that managed to happen. Yeah. Right after the typhoon. Oh, uh,
3: and so, like, there was a bunch of Tokunet members at a Tokunet wedding, which uh, that was, that was very nice. Yeah. And it was a very that sweet so ceremony, nice. and...
0: Oh, I know.
3: They were such a cute couple. That weekend was great. Yeah, it was so silly. I think. What did we do? Like we we just we played Switch a bunch. We watched. We watched (laughs) half. oh, that was it. I remember. Right. So before the podcast, I said there were two things that I stopped recently and haven't bothered rewatching. One of them was the Mm -hmm. uh, Ouija movie. And I remember the second, it was the Men in Black International movie.
1: Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah you said we watched half of it, bad. and
3: we were like, this is so boring, should we put something else on?
1: Yeah, we did. Really? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think it just, you know, we were, we also, oh, maybe it was just me, but I had some drinks, and we were just snacking, and yeah. we were just like, whatever, let's just watch something else, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. Why waste life? <laughs>
0: why waste our time during a super typhoon
1: Mm. (laughs) wow it's it's weird it happens when there are typhoons because everything stops you cannot go out so it's about Mm -hmm. you know just getting as cozy as possible and entertaining yourself Mm -hmm.
0: yeah but that was super fun i don't know i had fun i wasn't too worried about the typhoon because we were just having so much fun you know
3: yeah we were in a safe area
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. We were on, the second floor,
3: were on a second floor on top of, of a hill. Mm-hmm. We were fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we definitely were. But it was it was a lot of fun. Oh my god. I should have brought my Switch to Japan so we could like all play on the different Switches. But anyways.
3: I've got a picture of uh, you and Shiger asleep during that weekend. Oh my god.
0: Wait, really? <laughs>
3: yeah. Um it is not suitable for me to post online. <laughs> but you both Wait a minute. We both just we both passed out on the floor. I think me and Tony oh went out for a cigarette god. and came back in and so too.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, we probably did take a nap, because, like, why bother at that point? And I swear, it was, like, sweltering hot in your apartment, too. Yeah, there was, was like,
3: despite yeah. it yeah, it being a storm, it was really warm, and there was four of yeah. us in this apartment.
0: Yeah, right. Oh my god. <sighs> no, that was such, yeah, that was like a mini little tokenet party, you know, little little typhoon party. <laughs>
3: It was like um, it's like a just we had like an old, an old sleepover.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that's exactly ah, what it was like.
3: Right. Yeah, all in our pajamas and <laughs> like <in> blankets. <laughs> and I laid out all the all the futon beds, so we all just yeah. we all really nice and oh relaxed. And
0: I slept like a rock on that that Saturday of the storm. Like remember you were saying that like at three a.m. It was, like, getting pretty bad, but we were all passed out. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. How long after you got to Japan was the typhoon?
0: I arrived...
2: About a
1: week,
0: maybe? No, no, no. I arrived on... What was more than that? The Tuesday before. Was it oh, Tuesday so right after or you Wednesday? Arrived. Yeah, it was right after. I only had, like, mm. three, three days of normal weather before the typhoon weather started up. Wow. Yeah, that was fun.
3: But we did do a few things before that that weekend. Yes, like, that it, we it, can't it,
0: it talk wasn't,
3: about. It wasn't but... like it just went. And yeah, now here's terrible weather for the beginning of your holiday. <laughs> we were fairly
2: active once you got here. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely, and it was perfectly fine the Sunday afterwards. So.
2: Yeah, when you started the story with the most memorable moment was there was a typhoon. <laughs> the I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I mean, you talked about Japan World Heroes cuz you also got to hang out with everybody. No, no, no. I'm just saying you started with a typhoon. I was like, yeah. that's
0: <laughs> That's baller.
2: Yeah, you just one-up me.
3: Um well, um uh, I know this is kind of stupid, but now every time there's a press event for a toei um production or something, I used to have to, like, give a business card and say, you know, like, oh, I'm from this group, and blah, blah, blah. And now every time I go up, they're just like, oh, hey, Tom. Here's your sticker. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, you right, guys? How you doing? Yeah. They're like, oh, you know where to wait? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Alright, see ya. <laughs> but, um, it did... It did... A... <laughs> oh, God. It sounds so terrible. Right? But, like, it's now got to the point where, like, if it's, like, a V-Cinema... Or something, they'll be like, "Are you in this one?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Do you survive in this one?
0: Yeah, it's like, do you survive <laughs> in this one?
2: Oh. Can we talk
0: about the time when you were at the Stinger Press event where they like pointed at you? <laughs> yeah, that was
3: <laughs> great. I've got the clip still. <laughs> you
0: do, <laughs>
3: but I never posted it online because it, a it was a spoiler. And be yeah, it, yeah, true. B, it kind of made no sense from a camera. Anyway, what happened is it was the episode of Stinger, Um talk show, they were doing photos and blah, 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 blah. I was in that movie and I get killed. And then when they turned to my video camera to wave, they all realized that it was me behind the camera and they were like, what the hell are you doing here?
1: <laughs> all of them pointed at the camera. <laughs> it was really
3: weird. And they were like, you got stabbed and like everybody was yeah the whole auditorium started laughing and being really confused <laughs> and um I, I i just shouted out like oh I came back to life um uh. <laughs> and then af- after the they were like it was funny that um and then after the event, I had like people coming up to me going like Who are you <laughs> like why <laughs> why did
0: they point at you yeah
3: why are you in the movie and also filming this and I like gave out bunch of business cards and be like, Hey yeah not what <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny, and I I went super red, but yeah, it was real. Oh my god. That was a
1: pretty good experience. And you can notice when Tom goes red. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Speaking of the YouTube uh, channel, uh, a memorable moment that I remember was uh, when you guys first interviewed, uh, it was one of our first interviews with uh, Masayuki Dai and Robert Baldwin.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, that was such a fun.
2: Yeah. to do. And cause I mean, we were still very new and just figuring out the logistics of how to get that to work. I remember you guys talking about it over and over again. and You know, over here in the, in the U S like I was, I mean, we were a lot of us just kind of all talking about it, but you guys were the ones doing it. And I remember when the footage started coming out, like you started sharing the footage cause we got to edit it and whatever. Uh, i remember seeing that first and being like that was the first time i was like oh man this is a real thing (laughs) Uh, i just like holy crap we're actually interviewing some sentai heroes and stuff like that it was it was a really cool moment as far as like tokenet like firsts quote unquote
0: absolutely yeah i still regard our interviews as some of like our favorite content that we produce it's insane yeah the people that you guys have found and are able to talk to. And I don't know, man, it still baffles me. Even being on the end of like seeing you guys coordinate it and stuff. Oh, it's crazy. That
3: was a really wonderful day because we actually filmed the whole thing. Like the first half we did DI's solo interview. And then the second mm-hmm. half we did um, with both of them. And it was just lovely. Like the whole time we were laughing and joking and like just, had a really good report. Um, what was that, five years ago? And even now, we still yeah. hang out with Robert and DI. Yeah. Like, still like message them and like occasionally meet up and whatnot.
0: Yeah, Robert is super nice. Oh my such god. Such a generous man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He, uh, yeah. he's don't so know he's nice.
1: listening, but yeah, shout out to Robert Baldwin. He's such, <laughs> such a good friend a generous man, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh,
1: actually,
3: when, I like when you came Robert. to Japan last year, he gave you a tour mm-hmm. of uh, Ginza.
0: Yeah. Or uh, Asakusa. No, Asakusa. Asakusa, Asakusa. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was lovely. Like, I learned so much just about the area itself. Like, we did talk a little tokusatsu when we went to the Bandai character street, but I really enjoyed how knowledgeable he was, and to get to know him, like, as a person. Because, you know, I watched Kyo Yu-Jer. I liked him and that, you know, and all that stuff. But it's... He's just a really very nice dude. And I hope to see him again.
2: I hope to meet him one day.
0: I hope you can too. (laughs) Oh, I feel like if I ask you guys, like, oh, who's like the most memorable person you've met from Tokudad? I feel like that'd be like too much of tooting our own horns. But I think people might find it interesting. Like, what was, who is your... Favorite Tokusatsu person that you've met because of Tokunet?
1: In my case, would be uh, Toshihide Wakamatsu, Black Kondo. Oh, yeah.
3: Because I mean,
1: that's when you uh, that I mean when when they say you meet your heroes, it's it's a very cheesy thing. Well, thought it was a very cheesy thing until I met him. Because it, it, I mean, it. I, I I repeat, it's like you bo- go back to being a child again. Yeah. And you see them, and and the face just just rings a bell in you, and you remember all those moments that they that that you had watching them, cheering for them. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was a battle, suffering with them, and such, uh, and a series uh, as intense as Jetman, it just made all the difference. And then hearing him talk about that, and how how this thing happened, and how that thing happened, and all the little details behind the scenes, especially for uh, for a character like Guy. And then getting to you know take a picture, and I shared it with my brothers. My brothers don't don't really like tokusatsu, but my brother I have a brother I one younger than me, and he used to watch Jetman with me, and he was like, "Do you realize who you are with?" <laughs> and I was like, "I probably didn't." I was so so. I, I'm I'm not sure if I can find the right word for it, but it was like a positive. Way to say shock! I was, sho- I was in shock. It was like thrilling to finally meet
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of the one of the you know the protagonists of of my my childhood.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was
3: amazing, and he is as cool in real life. Yeah, <laughs> like, sitting there drinking whiskey and you know talking in a deep voice. He's much
1: more soft spoken yeah. and much more you know warm. Yeah, he's not aggressive,
3: but... <laughs> at least. <laughs> he ain't gonna punch you in the face for no good reason you know
0: well that's nice at least but it's he seems like a guy you could still have a good uh whiskey with so how about you Yaz?
2: i mean the most one that i was like decided to meet was uh like i mentioned before Hirofumi Mm Fugazawa. just Mm because like i love like action and film and tv shows like i that's something that I, i love watching whether it's like you know Kung Fu fu action movies from Hong Kong, Japan, all that stuff. And I also have, like, a huge admiration for people behind it. And I I always heard his name as, like, a suit actor and stuff like that. And then he became an action director. So being able to sit down and talk to him and sort of pick his brain as to, like, how he started, Mm -hmm. his transition from being a suit actor to action director, uh, what that's like. Like, just being able to talk to him about it was really cool. And he was also very... Like he has very, he's very upbeat and very like um, excited to talk about stuff. So he, have, having him just like you know just reminisce about it and get into details really cool. Um, and then later on, uh, meeting him like to get like a signature or whatever. At the time, I had a cast because I had broken my elbow. Uh, so. When I came back, I was like, oh, Sashiburi, this, and he's like, oh, you, you. He's like, hey, how you doing? And we started talking again. And I think I wanted him to sign like a one of the books that I had bought there that had a bunch of like, I think it was it was a Sentai photo book.
1: I thought you had brought the cast to sign.
2: Uh, actually, I didn't have a cast. I just had a sling. Sorry, I had a, I just, ah, had, a, I just okay. had a sling, so I couldn't really sign it. But I had a, I had bought a book that was like a photo book of like a bunch of Sentai mm-hmm. heroes and stuff and he just started flipping through it and just, like, talking about, oh, yeah, I was suit actor for this, I was suit actor for this, this is me, this is me, this is not me, like...
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was
2: just geeking, he, he was geeking out about it as much as we were. Uh, wow. So talking to him about that was really cool, but also, like, you know, meeting Ren and uh very briefly was really cool, even though I was, like, I didn't know what I was saying halfway through it because I was, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I would say uh, Fukuzawa was like the one person that I was like super excited to meet.
0: Oh, Fukuzawa was such a sweetheart too. Like he, like you said, he was very upbeat. He was geeking out too because I know when he saw people cosplaying, he was so excited. Yeah, he took, yeah, he took photos during the Common Rider cosplay shoot, and his wife and his children were there too. Yeah, and they yeah. were having such a good time. And his children were just so happy to be, you know, hanging out with people that also like tokusatsu. I was really surprised by that, like how much his kids actually kind of got into it too.
2: I know his son was dressed as Gokai Red, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I saw a picture yeah. of that. <laughs> that, yes. so cute. Yeah, that was so cute. And he was also really cool about just, because at his panel, at the end Mm -hmm. of it everybody was asking oh do this you know sentai pose do that sentai Mm -hmm. pose and he was all for it like he was just he wanted to get through as much as possible
0: (laughs) yeah yeah he wanted to show off like that and i thought that was really cool of him like because you would think normal actors they don't really want to do that you know once their role has gone by but he had he i feel like he had so much enthusiasm for everything he's done that he's just like yeah let me do this pose and stuff like that was so cool
2: it was, ah, oh man, that was great.
1: It happens a lot that, that they don't realize just uh, how big and how enthusiastic the fan base outside of Japan is. Yeah. And how, how they just, because it's a different culture, it's a different country, they mm-hmm. engage differently. So it's it's just new and and very unexpected for them.
0: When you guys interview people in Japan, do you guys get that reaction often? That might seem like a silly question to ask, but.
3: They're confused I... every time that foreign people watch Sentai or Rider or anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the first question they ask is how,
3: and we <laughs> cannot answer the <that> question. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, we can say DVD box sets now.
1: Yeah, 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 true. exactly. True. <laughs>
0: Couldn't answer it well back then, but...
2: It's
1: true. No, but I mean, for example, when we have gone to, to extra uh, stuff, and we have had a chance to talk to the cast or to the crew... They they are curious as well, and they they ask, uh, well, what is it like? Or, or I mean, do they know this? They ask. That's the first thing they ask. Do they know this in in other countries? I said yes, by 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 undisclosed means, they uh, have access to it, <laughs> and and then we tell them how how I mean, th- some people don't even know about Power Rangers, for example. Mm-hmm. It's it's very very interesting. Yeah. but in general, they very, they get very excited. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I think I've noticed that, too, is that at least when I've seen them come over for the U.S. conventions, they do get very excited. And it makes, at least for us, as we're going to produce content with them a lot of the times, it makes it, you know, makes for a good video or it makes for a good article to talk about their enthusiasm and their interest Mm -hmm. in why we like tokusatsu and how and all that kind of stuff. Because I know that's that's what we ask a lot in our interviews. Is like, what do you have to say to the international fans, or what do you think about the international fans? It's always very positive, which is so so nice, you know.
1: And it also makes you wonder how how aware are the the upper crust is about uh, the market that that the, for example, I don't know, the U.S. or well, the English speaking community represents. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, I mean, we do know some reasons why many things don't are not brought or adapted in any way. Right. But I don't know. I always thought, well, if they just talk to us more.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> or true. Or talk
1: to someone on the other side of the fun ball.
0: Yeah. And I think it starts with places like us and other people getting access and bringing... Yeah. That's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think of course we're not the only ones that do this, but I think the reason why we focus on it so much is the end goal of getting tokusatsu in the West, or at least more accessible to English speakers. That's for sure. But oh yeah, I think we all have really memorable moments just from the opportunities that we've had through Tokunet or Tokusatsu in general. Um,
3: I've, re- I've is- thought of my answer finally.
0: Yes.
3: Right, so it's not specifically the person. In fact, everyone that we've met via Tokunet have generally been pretty great. All the people we've interviewed, they've mm-hmm. always been yeah. super enthusiastic and like happy to do it. Um, but one funny memory is when we, uh, we were going to interview Yuji Kishi, uh, from Red Racer from Car Ranger right. and we had set up our kind of my friend let me borrow his uh, cafe, it wasn't open at the time uh, so we could interview him and we were sat waiting, we had the camera and everything set up and this guy just came in and we were like oh really sorry the cafe's not open yet, it opens at 6 and he was like no no no! I'm here to be interviewed <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to laugh at that.
3: But bear in mind, he was wearing glasses. He had a beard, and his hair was completely different. It was shaved around the sides, and it was like oh. up on top. He didn't look anything. And like we were like, oh, I'm so sorry, we're so sorry. And he he just laughed it off. He was like, yeah, it's, it like it's
1: fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my! He <laughs> was this dandy gosh. gentleman of a of a of a person. And then I mean, comparing comparing it to 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 Red Racer. As we remember him, he was a completely different person. He also used to be the official voice of Ken from Street Fighter.
0: Oh, yeah!
1: Right, right. I forgot about that. He did a Hadokin and everything.
2: Wow.
1: If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the Toxas Network on YouTube channel, and you'll soon find it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also, look at what he looks like,
3: because...
1: Uh, exactly, and, and you'll see what we're talking
3: about. <laughs> yeah, you'll understand why we did not recognize him whatsoever.
0: Oh my gosh. Isn't that cool, though, that we've had the opportunities to talk to, well, not they're not like older sentire rider actors, but they're more, you know, they've really changed over the years that they, as they've aged or done different roles. I think it's cool that we've had that opportunity to bring those actors and actresses to the fans.
3: Yeah. And a lot of these um, opportunities has been because like a new movie's out or a new album's come out or something like that um, because they want to promote the actor. But we can also ask some questions about their previous work, like working on Sentai and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we had uh, Black Condor from Jackman on, we were like, oh, would you like us to speak about this? We had like a list of a few things that he was working on. And he just went, no, I just want to talk about Jackman.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't yeah, know awesome.
0: that. Oh yeah, We had
3: some other questions about other shows and stuff he'd done. He was like, nah, just talk about Jetman today.
0: Yeah, because with our process with at least more like the newer actors we always include whatever work they're currently working on as well as the former tokusatsu stuff. But that's incredible that he was so open to it.
3: Yeah, even with uh, Red Racer we thought maybe we could get some questions about... Um, car racer and talk about all these other works but yeah more than half of the interview was just talking about how much you like doing car racer
0: (laughs) that's incredible see that's that's so nice i love that there are different experiences with the way that we've handled these interviews and i think we've we've had some really really great interviews and opportunities it's it's incredible. I'm still amazed. And I... God, I'm the editor-in-chief and I'm amazed by everything you guys do. It's crazy. Um, Well, speaking of, like, how Tokunet has evolved and how things have changed, do you think your time in Tokunet has changed you guys personally or gave you inspiration to do something toku-related with your life? I mean... I guess Tom could really speak on this, but... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, I suppose I could say to... that. <laughs> I'm very curious <laughs> to know how Tokunet has impacted you guys personally.
1: In my case, it has been... It's not Toku-related, really, but I have thought about that before. And the thing that i the conclusion I have come to was that... I was able to have friends I had not met yet, and people that I can genuinely call friends, not only acquaintances or people I have uh, interest in common, but actual friends. And I that was something that I uh, I admitted it looked down upon. Like, mm-hmm. How can you have an online friend, it's like mm-hmm. having an imaginary friend? I was really uh, you know dismissive of it, but then uh, having met everyone and having worked with everyone, and having you know, managed to meet, actually meet uh, some of the people I have met online. Made me realize that, I mean, that I was, I had been able to make a real connection with people and have friends, real friends, actual friends, good friends. It's very simple and, and maybe a uh, common place, but yeah, that that's the the biggest uh, impact that Tokenin has had on me, that I have been able to make friends online through something that I like and also uh, it has made me appreciate the community more because uh, and and something that we need to uh, acknowledge and well at least me personally is that these six years have not been just because we have done a good job it's because people have liked it people Mm -hmm. have read it people have watched it and um, yeah and it's been the feedback that has made TalkNet better so yes it's been those two things what i think that have made the the biggest impact in my life
0: yeah yeah i can agree with uh definitely the latter part of feedback always making a difference and show it it helps tokunet grow and yeah because we're also very attached to the different roles that we play in tokunet i think it helps us grow too i know for personally i can say that Anytime I've gotten good constructive feedback or criticism on something I've written or something that I've done or produced, I really take that to heart. And I'm like, okay, if this is, you know, if this is what people want and this makes something good, I'll definitely try it out next time or try a different approach. And it, it helps me grow. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: All right, Tom, you're up.
3: <laughs> Not much. Not much. No,
0: not at all. Still the same old Tom.
3: Ugh oh, Yeah, still so that same boy from East London.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure.
3: Yeah, so came to Japan, met some stump people, became stump man, appear in Tokus that's the end story. That's a short version.
0: Well done very good uh, summary there.
3: I feel like I said that. I already said it in this
0: podcast, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> it's true.
0: Yes. Then then you can agree that at least working on Tokenet and getting into Tokusatsu a little bit more fueled that change and you are wanting to pursue it at least.
3: Yeah, they uh, are both very integral to each other and also very separate. Uh, yeah, weirdly. Um, but but the the passion is still the same. It's still coming yeah. from the same place, but they're just two different avenues um, mm-hmm. that it filters
2: into. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, no, that makes sense to me. How about you, Yaz?
2: Um, a lot of it I agree with Cooney. As far as like, um, getting feedback from the community, good and bad, has helped us grow and helped us learn how to do this properly Um, and also you know the friends aspect because I mean all of us have been you know a part of different projects and you know stuff like that and they come and go but this one is the one that this is the project I've been a part of the longest and we've become like all such like good friends that it sometimes doesn't feel like work because they're just kind of hanging out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even I there like that there's, too. there's work to do but we also have time to just you know talk and you know talk about the latest episode of Common Rider or Sentai or whatever or you know the latest Marvel or Star Wars movie or something like we just we, we all are generally good friends so that's always fun to do and you know and also to interact with the community whether it's like on Twitter or our public discord like, that's always fun to do as well, um, but yeah, t- working at Tokenet also has given me a better appreciation of like what goes into tokusatsu, like both in front of the camera, behind the camera, all that stuff. Just learn, just learning through osmosis of like our reporting mm-hmm. has helped me kind of get a better sense of like you know what goes into this craft, you know, and have a better appreciation for it. So stuff like that is, I cherish a lot.
0: That's such a great point. Like for us to be able to see some of the behind the scenes, whether that's from talking to actors or even just reporting on news, we really, I know I can agree that I have a better appreciation for this genre and how much hard work goes into it. Yeah. You know, the struggles are real for the people that work on these shows, you know.
2: Because, like, yeah, after a while, because, I mean, we've been doing this for, like, six years now. After a while, you start connecting the dots of, like, oh, this person worked on this, and this person did this, and he's also behind this, and she did this. And, like, you start to come across names more and more uh, frequently, and then you start to really understand, like, what their role is. Mm -hmm. Whether it's producer, writer, director, actor, stunt people, like, that kind of stuff is, like, you learn it through doing this, through reporting kind of stuff. Especially like when a new season comes out and all the staff like information comes out and you start to like piece together.
0: Yeah. And they all each have their own style when it comes to their respective roles too. Which I like mm. to then like when they are working on something new, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this person's gonna do this because that's what they did in this and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So it's it's really fun to think about that too. And it really I still can't believe all the hard work that goes into making these shows. It still it's still that anything every gets time. Made. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good way of saying it.
1: <laughs> also, talking to the people involved makes you realize how many of them do it just because they like it. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, uh, it's such an engaged project because they. they I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're passionate about it. And it may not be because... Well, I mean, of course it's a job. But many, they just uh, they are passionate about it, just like like Kuzar was uh, uh, doing all the stuff that you that you talked about. Mm-hmm. That real enthusiasm and and how how it's really a labor of love what they do, yeah, and how it reflects on 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 the result. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: if you're gonna be a mm-hmm. stuntman and get thrown around and and you know blown up day in and day out man you got to love that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah tom you got to comment on that
2: yes
3: <laughs> got to love it
0: yeah <sighs> that's so funny just getting all beaten around you got to you got to enjoy getting tossed around sometimes Oh, yeah. I guess for me, I would say, I mean, you all have touched on things that I 100% agree with. And I think, personally, being able to do the kind of roles that I've done. So I went from doing just the social media, to writing articles, to trying my hand at translating a couple times, to... Doing voiceover, doing the podcast stuff. And it's, I think I've learned a lot of skills when it comes to like content creation and the things that I enjoy like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm also now as editor in chief, I'm like an organization nerd. Like, spreadsheets are my thing. I love a good to do you list. For that. <laughs> I love a good to do list. I. <laughs> have a whole to-do list of things that I always need to follow up with everybody on that I am very rigid about, and I'm sure I'm a pain in the ass to you all. But I think with Tokenet, it's helped solidify, like, oh, these are the things that I like to do in my life. I actually kind of enjoy it, and now let's use it to help everybody else do the things that they enjoy, like encouraging you guys to... Write about things that you enjoy or produce the videos and I'll worry about, you know, the organizational side or something like that. You know, I just get to do fun things and I really like that. And somebody's got to keep you all in a tip top shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all doing Seriously, a pretty good
1: though, job. I mean, having you as editor in chief has been a great decision.
0: Oh my god, now you're gonna make me blush.
1: It's like, you know, I mean, I think they, Tom and and Yaz will agree with me in saying that it was the best choice. And we are really glad to have you on board and to have uh, you head the, the ship now. The Quesadilla.
0: I do my best. Absolutely. You guys have made the foundation. So I think that has made my job a lot easier than it probably would. Be if there wasn't a really nice, already set foundation. I don't know. You guys give me too much credit is what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> And of course, shout out to Paula because she really helped me transition yes, yes. into this role too. Yeah. So I really appreciate everything that she did. And of course, being able to talk with you guys and figure things out and the times when you all give me feedback on how I can help you guys better. That helps me as a person, be more empathetic and all these kinds of things. I don't know. I'm getting really sentimental. So.
2: <laughs> well, t- tokenet is like, it's, it is a learning experience. It will always be a learning experience. You'll always learn how to hone your craft more and to learn new things. So to have a group that you're willing to learn with, and it's really easy to do that with, it's something that, you know, important for this team
0: yeah and i like that we can we all kind of have our own ideas of things that we want to do and we pursue it you know Mm -hmm. like we have our idea board on our internal server that people Mm -hmm. just post whatever ideas they think about and
2: i can't keep up with that board.
0: i know we're all posting (laughs) so much it's awesome but i'm always just like go for it you guys like this is great i can't wait and all that so it's 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 a lot of energy yeah, it's a great atmosphere here. And I, I really do have you guys to thank for that as well as the editors keeping everything in line, helping me out and all of that. Okay, enough sentimentality. But <laughs> so for the the wrapping up of this podcast, what do you guys want to see for the future of Tokunet? What do you think is coming ahead for us?
1: What I would like to see is, or what I would like to do more than, um, for Tokenet to do would be, I would like to engage more with the community. Have a, uh, a, a different, I mean, there are many channels through which we can hear people, um, what they want to do, what they think we're doing right, what they think they're doing wrong. So that we can uh you know, uh strive to do it better because it's it's for, for people who read this content is not for us. It's for everyone. And it's for everyone to even either uh show it to someone, to enjoy it themselves, to people for people to stumble upon when they are doing some YouTube binge, you know. and and the the, the you know, the feed just gives it something that they find interesting, informative. And uh, uh, hopefully that can introduce them to Toksatsu and, and uh, have them like. So yes, I would like to, to make an effort to engage more with the community and get more feedback from them. And again, thank you very much for reading us and for watching us.
0: Yeah, that's a really, really great thing to emphasize because that's something that's also on my mind is getting more involvement from the community in other ways. How about you, Yaz? Is there anything you would like to see for the future of Tokunet?
2: Um, and for the immediate future, like since I've, I work primarily in the podcast, uh, I'm excited to see what we do for the next year in the podcast um, for year six of Tokusatsu Network. Um, but also, I'm, I'm I would it would be interesting to do more collaborations. Whether it's temporary or not. Like just it'd be cool to, you know, be able to work on the network part of the token. that's a network more. So I think that's got a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Tom, any uh anything you'd like to see in the future for
2: Tokenet?
3: Um, I feel like everyone took my answers again. <laughs> you
2: gotta jump in, man.
3: Uh yeah, I should've. Um <laughs>
2: Yeah I don't know Bigger Better
0: Bigger Better Stronger Tokunet
3: Um More people Reading it More people Contributing Better More and more Articles coming out You know I've only really got Generic things to say Um
2: Also more (laughs) feedback more, feedback.
3: Feedback. more feedback more feedback more yeah. feedback
2: yeah
1: feedback on the videos more feedback, feedback
3: on the p- podcasts more articles okay i would, I, would like, <laughs> I
1: love how he has, he's just doing all he can to help um, yeah. <laughs> more subscribers to the youtube channel that would help <laughs> yeah we're nearing twenty thousand. thank you thank you very much for your subscription yeah. as well
0: oh yes Amazing. of course it's incredible Please click Absolutely
3: on the bell incredible. so you get all notifications of new videos because YouTube <laughs> is bleeping, bleeping everybody up the bleeper. Um,
2: Smash the like button. Hit that bell. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe.
0: Yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, But I think that's a good goal in general is we want to make sure we're reaching more people. So it is very important that People who already like us or are interested in the content that we do, maybe share with some friends, you know, comment, like, subscribe, hit that bell, you know, whatever. <laughs> but those are those are free ways to support us because the more we can get our content in front of the community and people who are interested in Tokusatsu, the more it benefits the community overall because mm-hmm. the ultimate goal is to just make this community grow, you know, make my monster bigger, make my monster grow. Like Rita says, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's what we want, you know? Um, and of course we are deeply thankful to the people who give us monetary support, whether that's donations through Ko-Fi or Patreon or, Putting up with the ads on our articles or buying through our Amazon links or etc There's so many ways you can support us in that uh, regard. Thank
1: you so very much.
0: Yes, this, they, you guys are really the ones that keep everything running and we really, really appreciate that. So I hope, I can only hope for more success for everybody in this next, uh, this six year of Tokunet. Oh my God. I still can't believe it's six years you guys
1: that's it's okay. been a rush
2: it it is it yeah. it's just like thirty five years
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're not wrong we're like we're the we're the old uh, the old toku fans now, apparently you know
1: oh man, let's just continue expanding this yes. good thing
0: yes absolutely, absolutely, and again. I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you've done, founding and everything that you do now to make sure the site is running smoothly and producing content smoothly. I am deeply grateful to you guys so.
1: and we are deeply grateful to you for helping us you too this kind. Shit. Well, for, for, for I mean yeah it's it's uh it's been really intense for all of us mm-hmm. But it's been good yeah. And I'm glad that we that you're coming along
0: I am uh, glad to be on the boat With you guys I may be kind of the captain with the hat But y'all are leading me too So
2: <laughs> You got a good team all around
0: Yeah, I'm really yeah. happy I'm really happy with everybody And I really think We're going to do lots of good things For this sixth year So It's
2: going to be fun
0: Yeah, everybody stay tuned and again, smash that like button.
1: Of <laughs> I'm a kidding. Like, YouTuber.
0: yeah, right? Follow
1: us on Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Do we have an Instagram? Yeah, we do. We do have we an do. Instagram. Please follow answer. my TikTok account. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, you say
0: that, but maybe rolling around in January when this actually comes out, Tom is going to be like, "No, You never know. Oh, maybe I should get a TikTok account. <laughs>
2: I'm too old to get a TikTok. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, right. I can't, I, can't, I can't adopt more social media. I can't do it.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah.
3: Should we say goodbye now? Uh, yeah,
0: we should. <laughs> before I get too sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this special 50th episode. Uh, please look forward to the next episode. Bye. Thank bye.
3: you. Bye. Thank you.
0: Dingamon <laughs> <laughs> leaving strong, Cooney, leaving strong. The Tokunet Podcast is the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network. Your best resource for official Tokusatsu news and media. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes or Stitcher. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the toku net where if you're at the rider tier level or higher you can get early access to episodes and more team Tokunet will always be online on twitter facebook instagram youtube and of course our website tokusatsu network.com
1: Yeah, watching them and everyone. It's available on TV. (laughs)